Welcome back. I'm Jean Gallagher, uh, founder of Discover Rising Tides, and welcome back to Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better, where we explore the importance of the outdoors and maintaining life balance. And we're talking with Denise Stigall, healthy living coach and international best-selling author of Healthy Living, Happy Life, a practical path to finding a healthy lifestyle that works for you and curator of healthy, healthy oh, good Lord, healthy living, healthy list. I got it. <laughs> living healthy list. Okay, so let's get started because today's topic is all about my world and being outside in nature. I am so excited about this talk. I'm so excited. I'm look, I'm I'm thinking I'm out in nature. I'm 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 the the leopard out in nature, like enjoying <laughs> the wild. Okay, so wild outside my window. I'm in Minnesota today, you know, so we got some wildness here. We got some beautiful foliage. Um, being outside, no matter what time of year, is amazing. So what are you today, Jean? So today being outside is really, well, let me tell you about the other morning before we get to the outside part, because it was still dark and you're talking about being outside and, and animals, the coyotes were, were singing at, Ooh. I don't know, four 30 in the morning, which usually you hear them later in the afternoon, but it was really fun to listen. And they were not that far away. I live close to a Canyon. And so I know that they were probably in my neighbor's backyard, but it was just amazing to listen to that and kind of creepy because it was still pitch black dark out, but yes. Well, at least the good thing is you were inside, not outside. Yeah, where exactly. Well, I thought about that as I was supposed to be hauling the garbage out to the front, out, out to the main road. I thought I might be, might wait a moment or two. Yeah, maybe that's another conversation. There is a good time to be outdoors and maybe not such a good time to be outdoors. We're yeah, talking about the exactly. good times though. <laughs> so it's interesting, you know, this time of year, um, it is, it's fall. And so, you know, as you know, the year goes on and, you know, it's starting to, the sun's coming up later in the morning. I notice that I'm sleeping a little bit later, whereas in the summertime, it's, I'm one of those, as soon as the sun comes up, I'm awake. And so in the summertime, I'm awake, like super duper early. I probably would have been awake with the coyotes. Um, and But this time of year, it's starting to get a little bit later. And that's always an interesting thing because like, I don't want to have to wake up with an alarm clock. So I kind of change my schedule so I can wake up with the sun. So we're going to talk a little bit about sunlight and how that helps with energy. Like I said, a lot of people wake up with the sun. I am absolutely one of those people in the deep darkness of winter. I might be sleeping till eight o'clock in the morning. And as a business person, people are like, Oh my God, how can you sleep that late? But it, it it ebbs and flows. And I think that's kind of an important piece of life and in nature, nature ebbs and flows. Uh, and I think we need to really follow that a little bit more. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that ebb and flow uh, in a few minutes. So what I love about being out in nature, especially in the morning as the sun is coming up uh, over the horizon, it's such a great time to go outside you don't need your sunglasses, at least not yet. Um, so you can go out there and get all of the benefits of the sun. Basically, the sun coming up, it gives you energy. It gives you motivation. Um, but it also helps you to actually sleep better 
later on in the day in the day. Why? It helps with your circadian rhythms. So being outside in the sun is beneficial in so many different ways. What's your favorite time uh, of day to be outside, Jean? I love the mornings. I love to be out. The birds are singing. And if I'm, if I'm by the water, the, especially the ocean, it's really calm in the morning and the water is really sparkly. It looks like diamonds on the water. And that is one of my most favorite, favorite times year round in the morning and sitting outside, having a cup of coffee and reading a book before I start the day is one of my favorite ways to get that going. I agree. It's one of my favorite things to do in the morning also is to do a little bit of meditation outside. It's so different than uh, in the, in when the weather's cooler. To, okay. I'm in Minnesota a lot. So if it's cooler, I do my meditations inside when I can be outside and do my meditation. And they're short five minutes, 12 minutes. Uh, they're not very long. But what I notice is, again, the energy around those meditations is so different when I'm outside in the sun. Just the energy, the vibration that the sun gives out, um, I can feel it in my body. You know, you can feel the warmth um, when the sun comes around. You can just feel that warming your whole body. Um, and that energy, you know, that kind of energy gets us moving you know it, it really energizes us in so many different ways it's it's motivational it's creativity all of those things that you know as entrepreneurs and business owners or you know business women and a few smart men um we really need to keep on top of our game if we're going to continue to be successful whatever that means to each one of us we need to be, uh, we need to continue to be creative. We need to continue to be motivated. Um, and sometimes the motivation is sometimes we even need to pivot. And when you're spending the time in the sun and you can feel that energy, those type of decisions come so much easier than if you're sitting inside uh, in under artificial light. The artificial light is, its it can be really depressing. It can actually be very tiring and unmotivating because if you're inside all day, think of, um, you know, in a school, you know, with those horrible um, lights that they have, um, fluorescent lights, couldn't think of them. Fluorescent lights, like think about, you know, back in the day when you're in school, by like 11 o'clock, you're just like, oh my God, I, I have to go to school till two, two, three o'clock. And it was just, and I don't think we understood back then the importance of the sunlight, how it keeps us motivated, keeps us um, energized and really moving forward. I mean, schools are dark. A lot of office buildings can be really dark. And then they have this, this fluorescent light, which is just incredibly bright, but unnatural. Mm -hmm. And our brain knows the difference. And, you know, it's, it's easy to say in the summertime when the weather's nice, yes, I'm going to go outside in the morning and have a cup of coffee and enjoy the world waking up and the birds waking up, but it's harder to do that as the seasons change. And I have been laughed at a couple of times because I might be sitting on the back porch wrapped in a blanket with my winter coat on, <laughs> and maybe I'm a little cold, 
but I still need that. And you notice when the, when it's a rainy day, or if you had a few rainy days in the row in a row, and you haven't been outside to mm-hmm. get that morning sun, how internally sad you can feel or unmotivated. Yeah, I think the motivation is is the the biggest challenge. We feel unmotivated. We're tired. We just kind of feel eh. Um, and the more the longer we do that, mm-hmm. um, it really starts to get into a really negative cycle. So what I really love to do is I have in my calendar. I'm a big fan of calendar management. I actually have it in my calendar every morning to go sit outside for five minutes. And I've been known to sit out. <laughs> sit outside at eight o'clock in the morning with the fire table on. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Um, Now, I will be the first person to admit if it's minus 30, I'm not going out. Right. Well, there are some exceptions. (laughs) But what I might do is I might get in the car and take a drive Mm -hmm. in the morning, might go over to my trail. There are so many, you know, we come up with so many excuses not to do something. And when it's minus 30, let me tell you, there are a lot of excuses to stay in bed. <laughs> but, and again, it's, and that's about motivation, you know, and by putting it on my calendar, just saying, go look at the sun. If it's on my calendar, it happens. If it's not on my calendar, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, other benefits of the sun, obviously vitamin D, it is the number one best way to get your vitamin D. And the 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 estheticians uh, that are that are going to be listening and you're going to freak out here for the when you go out in the morning no sunglasses no sunscreen your body needs to absorb the sun so it can actually absorb and metabolize um, vitamin d so often we go out slathered and you see how pale i am my husband's a redhead so yes we spend you know we, we when we're outside we most of the for for a extended period of time we have a lot of sunscreen on But if we did that all the time, we would never get the benefit of the vitamin D. So this is something to do in the morning uh, when the sun's not so strong. Um, And you can, you know, if you're only going to be out for 10, 15 minutes um, and to get that benefit, you don't need much more than that to get the benefit uh, of the sunlight that early in the morning. So thank you. This is, this is, um, I think that before we wrap this up, actually, let me just say one other thing about the vitamin D piece. And we've talked about in the, you've heard people talking about health and especially with COVID and, and staying healthy. And I think through this whole conversation, unfortunately, um, the medical field wasn't having these conversations during COVID now afterwards, but I think everybody needs to realize how important or has realized how important exposure to vitamin D is and to our continued daily health. So having you bring up this topic is so important. And the circadian rhythm is also important too, because once we disrupt our sleep patterns, how we sleep and the quality of sleep that we have really affects our our internal and our external health too. So thank you very much for bringing this topic up. And as people are listening, if they want to hear more or they need more suggestions, I you know implore them to reach out to you and have those continued conversations. Fabulous. I think this is such a great topic. It's something that will bring us all from you know the stress and whatever we've got going on to being successful in our physical 
physical, professional, and personal lives. And that's what we're, we're looking for uh, in this uh, these conversations is to help you to uh, people to uh, reach those goals. Thanks, Denise. Thank you. Hi, everyone. I'm Denise Stegall. I am the Healthy Lifestyle Coach or the Healthy Living Liaison uh, and curator, curator at livinghealthylist.com. And I'm really excited today about my recent conversation with my friend, Jean Gallagher. Jean is a financial advisor with Seaside Solutions and the amazing host of the podcast, Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better. We had an in-depth conversation on the topic of, get this, contentment and why that is actually a bad thing for you. Watch more and subscribe to Discover Rising Tides at discoverrisingtides.com. I'll see you there. Welcome back, Jean Gallagher with Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better where we talk about the importance of the outdoors and maintaining life balance. And through this series, we'll be talking with biz women business owners to understand their journey. And today we're, we're discovering embracing nature and talking with Denise Stegall, healthy living coach and curator at Healthy Living Healthy List. Hello again. It is always so much fun to have these conversations with you. Uh, you and I have, um, it's funny, we're kind of from different coasts, but we have so many of the same uh, thought processes and, this, and mm -hmm. we enjoy so many of the same things. Um, so I want to talk today a little bit um, about, uh, kind of continue our last conversation about sunlight. And mm -hmm. we touched on our circadian rhythms. I mentioned it in the beginning and then uh, as we were closing, you were talking about it. And I think what's really important to recognize with circadian rhythms, you know, twice a year, our rhythms get screwed up because of daylight savings time. And this might be oh, our last one. I'm hearing kind of rumors like this could be the last one. So go ahead. <laughs> it could be. It could be. And let's I hope you know, so. Cross your fingers. <laughs> you know, most of the world actually does not use daylight savings time. So it really is, has been in, you know, the more industrialized countries that we've adopted it. And, you know, what, for whatever reason, you know, farmers, more daylight, whatever they, whatever they thought was, uh, was a good idea. And here in Minnesota, um, I always hear, you know, for the farmers, for the farmers. So, but whatever, they have tractors now, so it's not such a big deal. And they have lamps or lights. So with our circadian rhythms, um, you know, we know how that, you know, you know, you know, as it, you know, and our circadian rhythms and our hormones kind of work in tandem here. In the morning, we get up, we wake up, and as the sun goes down, we get tired and we sleep. That's the way it's supposed to go. With daylight savings time, even though it's an hour forward or an hour back, that one hour of sunlight can actually screw up our circadian rhythm and actually keep us awake longer. And also kind of, we may fall asleep, but it wakes us up uh, more frequently than, than we would normally. So with daylight savings coming up in November, I think November 4th, that I think you said, um, we need to start thinking about this now. Because how many times, especially when you're young in, in a career, I'm saying this when I was young in my career, how many times you get to work on that Monday and you're like, you get to work and you're like, oh shit, I'm an hour late. 
Oops. <laughs> you know, and you're all excited and you, then you feel really stupid, right? Because they talked about it all weekend long, but your body's not quite there. Your mind's not there. It's really unnatural. So I think it's really important to mention that and to for us to be prepared as, you know, this is getting closer. So maybe we start going to bed a little bit earlier. Like mm-hmm. we go full. Well, if I went in bed any earlier, I'd be in bed. Before and fall time. back. Yeah. <laughs> so losing that, you know, kind of what will fall back that extra hour, you know, is it going to keep us awake longer? Are we going to be able to sleep? You know, it's really going to be difficult. So we need to start thinking about it now. And even if we start going to bed, you know, at a different time, you know, 10 minutes, you know, 10 minutes different, 15 minutes different um, to kind of get ourselves used to that um, before it actually happens. And that Monday, that Monday arrives and, you know, surprise, it's a daylight savings time. You know, you lost an hour. We don't want to get to that point because that just, that just completely ruins the day. It messes the whole week up. And then studies that they have done have actually found that it can take weeks to months to actually get your circadian rhythm back in rhythm. Mm-hmm. And by the time it's actually back on track, guess what? We're changing it again. I think one of the challenges, one of the challenges for me in the time in the time change is the darkness at night. And so when, when I was living in Maine, I grew up there and the kids were raised there at four o'clock, it's darker than a pocket. And that's just, that's really difficult. And I think that this, this leads into what you wanted to talk about in this segment, having to do with, if we shift just a little bit, but talk about the time change at the same time and, and disconnecting and using nature to disconnect from the digital world is really the topic of this particular segment. But what's really difficult for me, or maybe I'm asking for a friend, asking for a friend uh, (laughs) is that when it's dark at four or five or 5.30, it's so easy to check out Mm -hmm. into digital nothingness land. It absolutely is. And most of us are are guilty of it. the it's it's crazy so all of the digital stuff you know our computers our phones our remote controls our cars mm-hmm. um all of these things were supposed to were invented to make life easier it's not or easier and better in a lot of ways yes it's making it easier I love driving my car to the supermarket because I don't want to have to walk the six miles to the supermarket so that's that makes it easier on the flip side, of course, I'm not getting that six mile walk in. Actually, it's three miles now that I think about it, but still. So that does make it easier. Having a telephone to call my mom, that's easy because I live a thousand miles away. So it's great in, when I'm using it in that capacity. But the fact that our telephones are now pocket size and we carry them with us and they have social media, they have games, they have telephones, they have access to the internet. Mm-hmm. we're never completely away from it. And so is that making life better or is it making life worse? In my opinion, it's making it worse because like you said, at four o'clock in the afternoon where, you know, oh, it's dark out. What do you do? Kind of sit, you know, kind of, it's almost like you, know, you kind of get the blankie jump, get, get, get on the couch at four o'clock, you know, get in your comfy blankie and, you know, 
scroll through social media or put the TV on or whatever, um, we not we're not then spending time outside. We're not spending time engaging with people. As much as people think these connections on online, um, you know, the friends and the the check-ins and whatever it is, unless you're actually speaking to somebody like you and I speak here one-on-one, we're having a conversation. It's not just me typing Gene saying, hey, Gene, what do you think about digital detox? And you respond. And maybe I don't see that for, you know, 20 minutes. Or I'm in the middle of something and go, oh, Gene texted me. So it's changing our lives in in so many different ways on so many different levels um, that I think it's really an important piece of um, this conversation about getting out in nature. How does the outside make the inside better? If we're sitting even when it's dark, you know, four o'clock in the evening, we could still go outside. What are the sounds in the evening? You know, the other day you, in our, our other segment, you were talking about that coyotes. A couple of years ago, Mark and I one evening were um, were out in our hot tub and we heard a wolf howling or, mm. or crying, which is a very different sound than a coyote and really jarring. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, really freaking cool. Yeah. We're like, that was a wolf. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have heard it if we were sitting inside, you know, flipping on the tel, you know, flipping the TV screen. That was something. I mean, that happened about four years ago, and I still, when I think about it, I get excited. Mm-hmm. It's nature, you know, nature, the outside making me like memories and thoughts and feelings. How does the phone or the computer make you feel? How do you feel when you're out in nature? So I've been binging. So I'm going to talk about digital here for a second, but there's a purpose here. I've been binging Peter Peter Santanello's YouTube channel. And so for, I'm sure many people have heard of him because he has millions of views on his, on his, um, each of his videos, but he goes around the world and a, a ton of time in the United States, just talking with people. It's really, it's really amazing. And so I, I watched about, I watched all of the Amish videos and fascinating by the way, but what I took out of it was this is what life used to be like where we actually Mm. had conversations and there wasn't, you didn't have that digital um, pull to doom scroll or and how much more simple things were, but how, there was so much more of a quality of being present and yes, they, you got to be outside. There's, you know, you're not, you're not pulled by electronics to sit dormant. Uh, And it was, it really made me miss what we all used to have. And it, it was just, it was a fascinating series, but even more fascinating to, to realize where we are now and how, how much these and whether they're old world Amish or they are some of them are without by choice without electricity so there are there are pieces I'm glad I can turn my lights on (laughs) however you know they're sitting around the table and having a conversation with family members and just being present 
What would it be like if we sat, if we sat around the table again, more than, you know, the holidays or the special occasions, what if we sat around the dinner table and actually talked about things that matter, Mm -hmm. you know, put politics, put religion aside, what are the things that matter to each of us? And I bet we'd all be surprised during those conversations. And this is even with, you know, with family, people we know we would be surprised at some of the things that are important to them. Mm-hmm. And, and so maybe a challenge conversations, mm-hmm. maybe a challenge that we can put out to the listeners or maybe a challenge that we could do ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> As I say this, I'm like, Oh boy, what are we going to get into here? But maybe a challenge that should happen is that there are, there are some guidelines with when we pull out our phone and there are guidelines about when we are sitting dormant and needing to get outside, but also most importantly, just needing to disconnect from the numbing that happens on our phones. And, and what is that for people need to decide? What does that look like? So the, between the out certain hours of the day there, you don't pick up your phone. And for some people, it's going to have to be small increments to make it achievable, which is a sad thing to say, but it's real realistic. But, but oh, what can absolutely. we do to, to improve our, our each person's internal and external mind, thoughts, and feelings? You just make a, made a good point. Thoughts and feelings. If we're constantly you know, involved in the digital world, we don't have our own thoughts. We don't have our mm. own feelings. Mm. They're they're um, artificial. It's, you know, you read something that someone else has written, something uh, about how they feel. No, yes, then you could potentially take that and like, well, how do, what do I think about that? How do I feel about that? But it may be something that you're really not that interested in. And I think that's that's another piece is we're interested in all of these things and all of the the the, the comments that other people have that don't actually apply to us or affect us. Mm-mm. So I wanted to, to, to kind of touch on a point where you said, you know, for some people it would be harder to do, um, uh, to do a digital detox. And it, it definitely depends on career. So for me, I know, I don't look at my phone very often after 7 p.m. At usually between five and six-ish, 6.30, I'm uh, out on the trail doing either my three, I can run again, my three minute, my three mile run or my four mile walks. Um, I, that's what, that's what I'm doing. Um, so usually by the time I get home, I usually, I'll check, I'll check the phone just, just in case, you know, if my mom texted me or my mom called, you know, she's important, you know, the text that I get from, you know, the, the doctor that can wait, you know, I have an eye doctor appointment. Yeah, I I know I, I, that can wait, but after seven o'clock, Unless somebody calls me and it's usually, you know, a family member or a friend, I don't pick up that phone. Hmm. My husband, on the other hand, because his phone is such a big part of his work, that can be harder. So he's on call this week. So the phone is with him all the time. It has to be in case of emergency, something's going on. Um, The challenge with that, though, and this is what a lot of people are going to go, oh, yeah. The phone comes into the bedroom. Mm-hmm. His phone comes into the bedroom. So how can you de- digitally detox even overnight if the phone is sitting right there? 
if it's sitting there, it doesn't mean you have to pick it up. That's the challenge. Or if you're picking it up for a work thing, it doesn't mean that you're you're also opening your apps to look at social media. So there can be, you can have the similar rules or guidelines for yourself with work exceptions and still detox. I think that's brilliant. It, it really is the, 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 you know, we all need to recharge just like our phones, right? We got to recharge our phones. We need to recharge our batteries. And sometimes recharging is just sitting and being and thinking, you know, give it a name, meditation, you know, sitting quietly, you know, you know, we talk about being out in nature, um, you know, depend, it doesn't matter what time of the year it is, what time of day. Sometimes I'll go out and just, you know, be out on the deck for a few minutes mm-hmm. just to be outside. You know, when it's, when it's dark out, um, like in the, in the dead of winter, we have one of those sun lamps mm-hmm. and that's fabulous. The sun lamp for me uh, has really changed the way I feel in the winter I don't feel that lazy kind of, oh, I'll just kind of scroll. So that's something that I, I definitely would recommend uh, for the darker months, and especially those of us who live pretty far north. Mm-hmm. It gets dark early and for a long time. <laughs> so there is definitely a correlation with weather and sunlight and digital challenges, detoxing and being out in nature. All of those things can be stressful. What helps is being out in nature. Great. Thanks, Denise. And look forward to segment number three on this topic. And come on back, everybody. We'll be talking some more. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jean Gallagher with Discover Rising Ties, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better. And I'm talking with Denise Stigall, international best-selling author and living healthy living coach. And we're, our t- subject is everything Discover Rising Ties. It's all about nature and how, how important it is to us and how it, how it affects us and how we're affected when we're not in it. And so our segment three, we're going to talk about motivation and creativity. So kick us off, Denise. Okay, so we're talking about how nature can really help us to explode in so many great ways. You know, when it comes to reaching our personal goals, our professional goals, our physical goals, being out in nature changes our mindset. It takes us from tired and lethargic to rejuvenated, excited, energetic. It brings creativity. And with creativity comes so many great things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a piece of 
being out in nature that I think we forget is, you know, when you're outside and whether you're going for a walk or a hike or you're out at the ocean or on the lake, the peacefulness that eludes from being in, uh, in those places is really what our body is searching for. We need to be quiet in order to have great ideas for our creativity to blossom. I mean, think about when you're outside and you're looking at like how creative the world is, if you put it in this, this scope. You know, I'm looking out, I'm looking out the window right this second. And it's gorgeous. It may be gray, it's a little gray today, but the beautiful colors the yellows and the golds and the greens and all of this beauty is exciting, is uplifting. And to me, I want to, I want to be part of that beauty. I want to be part of that, um, that being uplifted because that makes me feel like I can do anything. Hey, I'm creative. I'm not creative. I'm just sitting here in front of a computer all day. But as soon as I go outside, there's something, there is a, a switch that gets, that gets flipped and kind of the, the creativity flip or switch. Mm-hmm. And I think we don't recognize it because we've gotten numb to it. There's a reset that happens. I find that Absolutely. very true too. And as I'm sitting here at my desk and doing what I need to do and just feeling especially when it's, when I have to come up with something that's creative, I certainly struggle. (laughs) And, and if I've been sitting on my computer all day, and then I have to come up with something creative, it's, it just, there's a lot of negative thoughts that happen. So there are times where I just need to, I just need to go sit aside for a few minutes, I need to reset a little bit of sun, just take a moment to forget all the negative thoughts that I had about, I can't come up with this. Maybe go for a quick walk. And I'm sure other people have noticed that when you're doing something that's, that your mind's not engaged, you're taking a wash. Sometimes this isn't outside, but sometimes it happens in the shower, right? You have these Mm -hmm. brilliant ideas. Well, it's because we stop thinking about what we're supposed to do next. And we stop thinking about all these other things. And we just, we were quiet. And I like what you said about being quiet and having great things happen. We're not quiet. We're not comfortable with quiet in our Mm-mm. society. We used to um, be. The, we used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole, uh, when you're speaking, the the whole um, concept of the pregnant pause. Mm-hmm. People are so uncomfortable with that. They want to fill words in as you're as you're pausing and a lot of times when you're talking you know you pause for because you're thinking you're you pause because you want to make a point and we're so uncomfortable with that pause that quiet um and we're always thinking about the next thing to say mm-hmm. whether it's in business whether it's personal um you know whatever relationship it is i mean how many times have you gone to a networking event and you're telling somebody something and you're either you pause for a second or, you know, take a sip of water and they're already like telling you like their thing. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, oh, hold on a minute. Okay. This isn't, so this is, it's, it's not really a conversation. It becomes 
this is what I'm going to, this is what I want to say. And then this is what I want to say. And they're not listening to what you have to say, because all they're doing is thinking inside their head, what are they going to say next? Whether it has anything to do with, it's just, it's just not being present in that conversation. Absolutely. And being present, as you just said, is how, what's the best way to be present? Being out in nature. We, I mean, if, if you're out there by yourself, you got nobody to talk to. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> we talk to people all day long, you know, from the minute you get up. Um, you know, my, my, actually, this is something that I, I started doing a handful of years ago, uh, maybe more like 10 years ago, um, when my husband's schedule changed. A lot of times he's home in the mornings, late, later in the mornings. So he'll get up. He gets early, up earlier than I do. I'll stay in the bedroom and maybe do some meditation. Maybe I'll go out, you know, if, depending on what time it is, I'll go outside. So I have my me time, my time to just to be and to feel and to think. Um, and then once I've done that, kind of started my day in a nice, easy, calm way, then I can go out and, and start to engage. I think the challenge we have is we're engaged all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and that engagement is not always a task driven, that engagement, as we were talking about in our last segment, it can also be plugged into social media engagement, which is not actually true. I mean, we're engaged in things that have nothing to do with us. And ha- half of the stuff on social media, honestly, isn't true. It's made up for the gram. Hmm. Yeah, you know, the, you know, the whole concept, you know, I mean, we've heard this, you know, so many times, you know, of fake news, but fake news has started, you know, what did they used to call it? Um, Propaganda. Mm -hmm. That's been around forever. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things. I remember my my dad used to read the newspaper every Sunday faithfully, you know, cover to cover. Um, But he also used to say, I don't believe everything you read. I took that last bit with um, very seriously, don't believe everything you read. Um, And, you know, at this stage in life, you know, everything you see on social media, um, so much of the stuff that's coming at us. Let me change that. We're searching. It's not just coming at us. We actually have to physically go on go onto the apps, go onto the computer. So it is something that we are actually choosing to do. Mm-hmm. If we choose, choose wisely, choose differently, what is a way that we can still get our, get what we need from the social media and from the computer and from the news? What is a way for us to get what we need from that, like that piece? but also fill what we need here mm. and here. Mm-hmm. You know, we, th- you know, think about rejuvenating our body when we're outside. We rejuvenate our spirit, our mind, our body, and really our soul. Mm-hmm. And you were talking, you had mentioned when we were talking before we started about enthusiasm mm. and being excited about things. And so how do you feel that be outdoors how does that affect our enthusiasm and our excitement towards things do you think first of all fresh air being stuck inside all the time the air gets stale 
um, I was talking to a feng shui, feng shui person recently, and she had, as during the conversation, I realized I hadn't opened the windows to my office ever. Oh, wow. I'm, I, I have, Mark has spring allergies. I have fall allergies. It, we have air conditioning, not really great for the ozone, but and I thought to myself, oh my God, I have static air, static energy. Mm-hmm. No wonder there are days where I'm going, oh, I don't know what I want to do today. Kind of, The air outside. Now, is it perfect? No, it's not. Is it better than being stuck inside all the time? Oh, yes. Fresh air, fresh, cool air, you know, a fresh breeze. How do you feel? How does it make you feel? Think about how it makes you feel when you have this cool breeze on your face, Mm -hmm. as opposed to sitting or standing here in front of, well, even in front of a fan. What's the difference? Does it feel different? That's rhetorical, but I'm also asking you, I think. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But but there is a huge difference because there's it's not just the it's not just the breeze it's everything that comes with it it's the smell and the sounds it's all those senses that you are missing when you're sitting inside and stepping outside no matter what the weather even stepping outside in the rain and feeling 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 the weather and feeling the sensations of what nature's bringing us for that particular moment is is so important to our soul. Oh, absolutely. I just I just got excited because there was the, uh, a couple of days ago I was out on the trail and I knew that it's been kind of gray and rainy here, but I it, we had a window that it wasn't going to pour on me. So I went outside. I was out, out on the trail and I thought, oh, this is great. This is cool. I could feel the dew. I could feel the coolness. And then I did feel the rain. But, you know, think about when you were a kid, you know, you, you know, you jump in the puddles and you don't care that it's raining. So as an adult, okay, fine. You know, sure. You don't want to get stuck in the rain if you're you're in a business and you're going to work, but what's the harm of being out in the rain? If you know, you're going for a walk or a bike ride, how fun is that? It's so, it's such a different experience. And as adults, we were like, Oh, I don't know about that. We did it when we were kids. Kids love to be outside. Think about what your mom used to say to you when you, mom, I'm bored. Go outside and play. Mm -hmm. When we went outside and played, what did we do? We were creative. We created games. We used to play this one game, red light, green light, one, two, three. You know, it was the dumbest game, but, you know, we had, we had rules. There was another one, you know, when you took mother, may I took a couple of steps forward and, we did that for hours. Mm-hmm. And another thing that nature does for us when we're out in nature and we're playing or we're walking or hiking or biking or whatever, rowing, whatever we're doing outside, sailing, by the time the day ends, we're actually tired, like physically tired, not emotionally tired or mentally tired. But our bodies are like, okay, we've had, we've had enough. It's now time to re, 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 rejuvenate, re, you know, regenerate our body. When we're out in nature, I'm going to go back to circadian rhythms. Nature helps our circadian rhythm. If we're not outside, if we're not experiencing fresh air, sunlight, the wind, the weather, 
one, we're missing out on so many different um, sensations. In, in, in this day and age, we're, we're so stuck in our heads. You know, what about touch or feel, mm-hmm. hearing? What do you hear when you're in a room that's closed up? Is there a sound? A computer humming? Open the window. What do you hear then? Maybe you hear a bird. Go outside. Then you hear all of the amazing sounds that nature has and yeah an occasional car here and here and there but all of those things being out in nature and all of those things that are out there you know it it makes us feel good about who we are about where we are um it opens our mind it allows us to just be and all of that allows for that creativity that we i think we're searching for um in life to enjoy it at a different level So the challenge for everyone is go outside. The challenge for everyone. And and maybe that's the thing we do. The challenge that we put it, we, you know, we we put out to everyone is plan your outdoor time. Without staring at your phone. And be uncomfortable being quiet. So you can become comfortable being quiet. Absolutely. If you go outside, leave your phone. Or at least turn it off. Thanks, Denise, so much. Thanks, Dean. Thank you so much for listening today. Today's show is sponsored by Seaside Solutions, my financial services company. As a business owner, it's easy to be pulled in many different directions and often taking care of yourself plummets to the bottom of the list. For me, I find myself outside to reground. My time outdoors helps me manage my day more effectively and be more present for my clients. Through this, Discover Rising Tides was born. At Seaside Solutions, we truly believe that education is the foundation of financial wellness. Our primary focus is to provide guidance that is designed to help you achieve your long-term financial goals and visions. Working with a plan allows space for doing more things that you love, like being outside to make the inside better. If I can help you create or realign your plan, or if you would like to be added to my weekly newsletter, please let me know. This week's topic was five ways to set more achievable goals. Your referral means the big, beautiful world to me. And if I can help, please let me know. And thank you so much for listening and see you next time.